Our Lord, we just ask that you guide us in this time as we look at your holy word found in the Bible. May it talk to us today. May we know your blessings for our lives. May we understand how to live a good life according to you, O God. O Lord, may your Holy Spirit be upon us as we hear your word, as we strive to understand your word for our lives. May your Holy Spirit work within us so we get that understanding and that knowledge that you have for us today. We pray this in the power of your name, in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. Now, over the last seven weeks, we've been looking uh, within our series on a good life according to God. We've started in week one about uh, the good life, which really is how do we live life with purpose? How do we do the will of God? To have that personal, close relationship with God. In week two, we explored what it means for us to live a good life, but, but specifically having a look at what are our morals and our ethics and how does that uh, talk within us and how does that express within our life and the actions that we do. In week three, we, we wrestled with that the good life is not in the past, the good life is not in the future, the good life is, is actually living in this moment, here and now, with God. We've looked in week four about how we use our possessions, what our possessions mean, and how that then relates to living a good life according to God. And, and in week five, we, we looked at, Kerry looked at, love and hate, and how we live our life full of the love of God. Week six, Joanne shared with us about our freedom, what it means to live a good life, but having been free in Christ. Last week, Caleb was up here preaching and he shared with us how do we live a good life and also follow the rules, but not necessarily living under the Old Testament law, but living under the grace of God. This week, I'm going to round out our series, eight weeks on living the good life according to God, and we're going to round out our series by looking at how do we live a good life but specifically, what are the blessings that we have? What are the blessings we have when we live a good life? Now, when we think about being blessed, what, what are the first things that start to pop into your mind? I heard hashtag blessed. <laughs> I've heard hashtag blessed. So let me, let me just pop that up there for you. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Go on. It's, it's actually one of those really interesting things. If you're on social media at all, um, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever, the, hashtagging is the thing that you kind of do to let people know to find the, your post that you have. And one of the things that they, um, you know, people have been doing, it was a, probably big a year and a bit ago, but it's still pretty big here, is to, to put the hashtag blessed. And I, and I, I quickly went into um, Instagram the other day, and put in hashtag blessed and just to see what popped up. And one of the top things had, had these other hashtags. And it's, it's interesting because often, it, and, and it had the picture of uh, this person, I won't give gender, oh actually, I will give gender, it's female, um, because it kind of gives it away with some of the other hashtags they, they had there. But um, it, it went with the male ones as well, so similar things, but these are the hashtags I had for her. Uh, you know, in, in looking really good, 
nice and fine, good clothes, brand name on the, on the, the sweat top that they had on, um, you know, in a, in a lovely location, and it had these hashtags, hashtag mum life, um, hashtag fashion, hashtag Instapix, hashtag fashion, uh, marketing, advertising, business owner, hashtag love, health, beauty, hashtag makeup, hashtag exercise, hashtag businesswoman, hashtag fitness, lifestyle, motivation, faith, hashtag blessed. You know, it's all those kind of things that people want you to know. And it's really interesting because, you know, what, what, what people have been saying about that hashtag blessed is, you know, often put, people put it in and it's been used sometimes as what's known as a humble brag. You know, look at me, I'm so blessed because of what I've got or what I've achieved. You know, it's that humble brag. You don't, you don't want to say, my life is going really well because of all these wonderful things. You go, I'm so blessed because... You know, and it's that kind of humble, humble brag. But you see, it's really interesting because if you look at our Western culture, when we actually hear that phrase, I am blessed, it, it often is referring to good fortune that we have. It's often referring to achieving that desirable outcome. It's often referring to that you're comfortable in your life. You know, and, and in part of the research I was doing, you know, you... you Google's amazing. It comes up with all sorts of things. But it was really, to me, it was really interesting because when I went in there and I started doing some of this research about what people think is a blessed life, you know, and especially like even, even in those Christian realms, what is a blessed life, you know, it, you start to see that people often see that, you know, one of the sites I visited um, was this preacher. Um, and it was talking about how their life had changed because they learnt the art of giving more money over to the church and to God, and they became blessed. They moved from you know, only struggling to live on 90%, they gave 10%, but they, they moved because they gave more, and they were blessed more, and they lived more on 30% and gave 70%. You know, it was that whole kind of... It, 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 kind of was really difficult because that kind of starts to work into this whole prosperity gospel that, you know, if you give, God's like this wonderful big vending machine and gives back to you. That's actually not true. You give because it's part of who you are and it's, it's giving to bless God for what God does and for the work God can do. But it's not give to get and receive. It's not the mi- biblical meaning of being blessed. You know, if we, if we actually want to come into part of that biblical meaning, it actually comes from, you know, and we're going to explore today the, you know, the, the real in-depth part uh, about, about this. And it's the Greek word for blessed is makarinos. Um, and it actually describes, you know, a, a believer as being in this unenviable position of receiving God's provision, God's favour upon their life. It's actually an extension of the grace of God. It's actually building upon that. And see, so this is the definition that I want us to actually explore for us of what it actually means to live the good life according to God. It's not about hashtag being blessed. It's not about giving and receiving lots of money. It's not about the possessions that we have. It's not about the fashion statements that we do. That's not blessed. You know, and some people say, you know, oh, I'm so blessed because of my kids. You know, I'm blessed because of that. And, and kids are a blessing. 
at times. Other times they're not, you know. They, they stress us at times. But, you know, it's true. But, um, but you know, they, they do bring a blessing to our lives. And, and, you know, honestly, you know, we need to understand what it means to be blessed by God. So we're actually going to explore Ephesians 1 verses 3 to 14 and a bit of in-depth today because this will give us some understanding of what it actually means to live the good life according to God and understanding what the blessings are when we do this. So coming all the way back into week one, it comes back to living our life with purpose, doing the will of God. It's actually coming back into that close relationship with God of asking God to be your Lord and Saviour. How does that impact on our life? What does that mean for us as blessings? So the first thing that we're going to notice is the blessings that Ephesians talks about, Ephesians 1 verses 3 to 14, talk about is spiritual blessings. We are blessed because of the spiritual blessings that actually far outweigh any of the earthly blessings. Let me, let me put the, 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 passage, the first passage, first verse, verse 3. Ephesians 1 verse 3 on the screen. All praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Who has blessed us with what? Every spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. We've got that close relationship with Jesus Christ. We are blessed not because of what we own or what we have or what we have achieved or our families or anything like that, but we are blessed through Jesus Christ with spiritual blessings. And th- these spiritual blessings far outweigh any of the other blessings that we have. It, it, no matter what we receive in our earthly life, they actually pale in, com- in comparison with the spiritual blessings that are bestowed upon us through Jesus Christ. But see, the th- funny thing is that often at times our spiritual blessings actually come and are more manifest when our earthly blessings are minimal and in hard situations. When we are challenged, when we are tested, when our faith is being tested, the spiritual blessings actually come upon us. So first of all, we need to know that, you know, um, living the good life according to God, you know, having that close relationship, having that personal close relationship with God, you know, in Ephesians it's saying we are blessed because of the spiritual blessings. It's because we're united with Christ. And the next thing that we'll understand is that we are blessed because we are chosen and we are adopted. We're adopted sons and daughters of our God. We receive the riches and the blessings and the very nature of Jesus Christ himself. So Ephesians verse 1, I mean chapter 1 verses 4 to 6 actually says this, and I'll put it up on the screen for us so we can actually follow along with this. Even before he made the world, God what? God loved us and chose us in Christ. So we are chosen. Notice this. This is a blessing to us. We are chosen because we've been chosen by God. He chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ. This is, meaning that we, what Christ has done on the cross, his death, his resurrection, 
his life, his ministry, everything he's done means that we can come back into close relationship. At the very beginning of time, the very beginning of time, God predestined for us. See, this is the part of this predestined to, to actually be a part of God's family, to be a part close with him. And this is achieved for us through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted us to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out onto us who belong to his dear son. So those people that call on Christ in name, chosen and adopted through Jesus Christ in God's family. See, this is, this is an amazing blessing for us. It, you know, when, when we actually start, if we sit down and actually think about this, it'll blow your mind. See, God has chosen us to be his family. To have that close, intimate relationship with him, just like we would with a family. We may be, we, he may have actually chosen us, adopted us, done all of this. It, it may have been predestined for us to be there, to be a part of God's family, but there's still a part for us to play. We still have to choose to accept this. There's so many people ignore the blessing that happens through, through being chosen and adopted because they choose not to accept what Christ has done for their lives. We only get this when we choose and accept what Jesus has done and let, let Jesus be our Lord and Saviour. So we have spiritual blessings. We're chosen and adopted and we are redeemed and forgiven. We are blessed because we are redeemed and we are forgiven. We receive the riches of God's grace as he has made known to us in the mystery of his will. See, in, in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verses 7 through to 10, and we're going to explore this, we're going to just really nail down to this, because it's a bit meaty here, um, what this actually means for us. And let me just read through it so we've got it all in our head, and then we're going to come back and have a look at it. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. And God has now revealed to us his great mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. Uh, and this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ and everything in heaven on earth. Everything on heaven and earth. See, there's a few things that we need to kind of understand about this, about how we are blessed. The first is this. We are blessed because you are redeemed. Yeah, and the very first part of this passage, it says that, that we are redeemed, we are purchased back. The word redeemed actually is used when, when, when we are buying a slave back, somebody who's in slavery to, to that, and they buy them back and give them the freedom. And this happens through, through Jesus' actions for us. You know, it's paid in full. We are free because of Christ. Yet we need to be able to live our life on that as well. So many of us don't allow that freedom to happen within our life. And we miss out on that blessing of being free, of being redeemed. 
of being purchased by Jesus. When we ignore who Jesus is, when we ignore who God is, we ignore that blessing, we ignore that, and we, we, are, we remain in that slavery. We are blessed because not only are you redeemed, but you are forgiven. You know, you're a slave, but you have been set free from sin. We have all sinned. And, and, and that, that actually really means that we are no longer, you know, when, when we sin, we're not doing God's will in our life. That we're, we're separating ourselves. We're, in essence, it actually means that we are putting ourselves as God in our own life rather than God is God in our life and we follow what God wants us to do. And when we don't follow what God wants us to do, then, then our punishment that we have because we've done that is, is, is eternal death, is separation from God. But this has been made, you know, made real through us because of what Jesus has done. And through that, we are forgiven. You know, when, when God looks at you and me and everybody else, and when we've done wrong things and we all do wrong things, he doesn't look at us and go, oh, there, he looks at us and sees Jesus when we've accepted Jesus. And he goes, you're forgiven. And because of that, because of what Christ has done, the forgiveness that we receive through Christ, we receive the riches of God's great blessing, God's great grace upon our life. You know, God forgives and forgets. But even still, we should as part of our life and part of our practice and part of our living, we should confess our sins so that we, are, we help ourselves to, to correct our stance with God. It's not that God needs to know what we've done wrong. It's to help us to correct our stance with God. But we also need to ask for forgiveness and that's part of that process of correcting, of owning up to what we've done and correcting those things. And God cleanses us of all unrighteousness. So not only are you blessed because you are redeemed and you are forgiven, but you are given wisdom and understanding. You, are, you know, knowledge is one thing. Having knowledge is one thing, but having wisdom and understanding is completely different. Wisdom is using that knowledge that you have Wisdom is, is, is how you actually deal with something. You know, and we need to ask God for that wisdom in our life. You know, God will give us that knowledge and wisdom, that understanding about salvation, about our life with God. We just need to be willing to ask. And you are blessed because you are redeemed, you are forgiven. You are given wisdom, understanding, and you get to know the mystery of God's will in your life. How wonderful is that? That you'll actually understand what God has for us in our life. What, our plan, what the plans are, what the purposes are, what we are to do. The idea of knowing God's will, if you, know, if you think about it, of us trying to understand what God's purpose is, without actually understanding, without knowing God, without accepting the forgiveness of Christ in our life, it becomes unreasonable. We, we, we can't possibly know this on our own. And, and we need to note this, that God's will 
is in, in accordance with God's pleasure, what God wants to do. He chooses what to do, not us going, you know, well, I've prayed this, I want this, I want this to happen. God, you're going to do this. That's coming back to that whole vending machine kind of notion. If I do something, then I'm going to receive it. It's about understanding what God's will and purpose is for our lives, which may not necessarily align with what you want, but it may at times. See, God really wants us to get to know him personally, intimately, to understand. And we do this through prayer, through reading the Bible, through life together as Christians, as followers. We encourage one another. We support one another. We hear the Holy Spirit speak into our lives. It allows us to understand that that mystery of God's will within our lives. And as we read further in Ephesians chapter 1, and we read into verses 11 to 14, we understand that, that there is an inheritance and a promise that is made to us. We are blessed because we have, a, we have actually a guaranteed inheritance and we are sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. So let's just jump into that, that piece of scripture. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God for he has chosen us in advance and makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believe in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit, of God, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he has promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. We are blessed because God has given you an inheritance, an inheritance through Jesus Christ. We get the same inheritance that, you know, that Christ gets. It, but what we need to remember, it is through Jesus Christ. It's not be, you know, separate to Jesus. It is through Jesus. Jesus is our hope, our future, our whole being. And we are blessed because of what Jesus, because of Jesus and what he has done. And we are blessed by the promise of the Holy Spirit and via the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives. What an amazing thing. You know, to live a life according to God, to actually get to know the purpose and will of God in our lives, to actually fulfill that with, with everything that we own, with our behaviours, all of those things. How amazing is that? But it really comes down to actually trusting in our Lord and our Saviour an understanding that it is Jesus above all things and is the power of the Holy Spirit working within us. It's not to give us things and you know, material stuff, but it's to have that intimate relationship with our Lord so that we may know what our life is meant to be. Let's just pray.
Our Lord, we know you are a God of blessings. We know you're a God of your word. We know you're a God that created all things. We know you're a God that gave us Jesus Christ. We know that you're a God that, that did the most amazing thing and redeemed us. And Lord, we ask that your blessings may flow through us, the blessings that you have given us through Jesus, because of Jesus. May we indeed experience the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. May we indeed experience the power of being accepted, redeemed, forgiven. May we indeed understand the spiritual blessings that you have bestowed upon us today. And may we claim this in the power of Jesus' name. Amen.